want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide, Six Steps to Infuse Storytelling into Your Live Videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Today's guest is Danny Davis. She is an Emmy award-winning writer, an Emmy-nominated director, a Tony-nominated Broadway producer, a critically acclaimed theater and film director, and an entertainment entrepreneur. I mean, she's got quite a pedigree. She is the graduate of Duke University, serves on several non-for-profit boards focused on women's equality and education, and splits her time between New York City and Cape Cod. She is a dear old friend. We've known each other for nearly 30 years. And today's fun conversation, we talk about returning to your inner child, learning to say no, the unwritten contracts that you have with people and how you break them, and the internal shifts that are required for alignment. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. And welcome back to the Nick Demas Show. I have a super special guest today. This is a friend from a number of years. (laughs) Danny Davis, welcome to the show. I was thinking, has it been like 30 years or something like that? It's like decades. It's really close to 30 years, I think. Yeah. We were performers together at Art Park, which is a theater or was a theater. I'm not even sure it's open anymore. Is it still open? I don't know. I don't know. Near Buffalo in Niagara Falls, Buffalo area. And we were kids dancing together and singing together. Babies. We were babies. We had so much fun. Do you remember? I just remember how silly it all was and how much fun we all had together. I just loved every minute of that summer. It was a production of Anything Goes, and I still remember you in your sailor costume. (laughs) I can still picture it in my mind. Me too. I still see you in your sailor costume. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about my obviously I know you so well and we could just Mm -hmm. sit and chat but I want to make sure that the audience gets in on our our jokes here so why don't we talk about what you're doing now and then we'll back it all the way up to how you got to where you are now so every day every day right now I am doing things I love to do I'm doing several different projects at once um, which is just part of it's been part of life forever but I would say that the difference right now is that I am adhering to some parameters that I set for myself whereby I have to feel like there's flow in the work that I'm doing and that I can absolutely without too much thinking about it bring my best self to it I don't have to do tons and tons of work to get there And that's just like connecting with my body. And, you know, we're both dancers. So it's really about listening, 
to my body, which is something that you talk about all the time, which has been so beneficial to me. And, and so I would say that no matter what I'm doing right now, whether I am executive producing gorgeous online content for the inner MBA program at Sounds True, or if I'm developing a new musical or directing a show or I've just become the executive producer of a wonderful video podcast called Patent Disregard. To me, it's all the same thing. I'm looking to bring out the heart, the joy, the story, and share the beauty of whatever the thing is with the beauty of the people who are receiving it. So for me, it's all the same thing now. And I have to say, it's taken a very, very, very long time for me to be able to come to that place. And and I would say that it's probably not so many outside obstacles that have kept me from that, but just an awful lot of negative self-talk that would keep me from engaging with my best self and doing the stuff I really love to do full stop. Mm. Okay. There's so much to impact here, but let's start yeah. with, let's start with this, what you just said, mm-hmm. that you had to shift the self-talk. Shift mm-hmm. it. How did you do that? How did you go from having all of this clouded? Because I think that's the big thing that, all creative entrepreneurs experience, they have to go through that and they have to move through it in order to be successful. And you've been incredibly successful, my friend. So how did you work through that? It's interesting because even as I was quote unquote successful, you know, in our industry of Broadway and theater, there was still that part of me that was pulling myself back from where I know the flow and the genius lies for me, which is truly in a very creative space. But I would always talk myself out of that for various reasons. The pandemic hit and there was an awful lot of quiet. There was a perfect storm situation happening for me too, which is that I was about to be empty nesting. I was taking a pause on a long relationship and in the space of just a few weeks, all of the jobs that I had in the theater that were lined up for 2019 into 2020 were canceled. And so suddenly I had a forced sabbatical, you know, and, and obviously in retrospect, it was just for me, it was an enormous gift. What I was able to do um, is that you were catching people interestingly, as the pandemic happened, and you were reaching out to all of us, and you were saying, I'm here, and there's work we can do. And I have to say that at the beginning, I I did a workshop with you, and I loved every minute of it, and yet I couldn't figure out still why I couldn't bring myself to just be truthful with myself, to just let go of everything. I was still, even as I was doing your workshop, I was trying to sort of fit myself into these old boxes of still doing like what the outside world expected me to do. So it was over time working with you, touching base, doing an awful lot of reading, a lot of journaling, and frankly, having a lot of difficult conversations with myself in my own head in the quiet that permitted me the change that I was able to make. I love that you say that it happened in the quiet that it happened when you had this forced sit still. Because I think that we can get on this sort of 
wheel, right? This hamster wheel and just run and run and run and run. And you don't even realize you're running in circles and you don't even realize that you're not even necessarily in alignment with yourself because you're still in, you're in the, like what they call the game. Like you're in the run, you're in it. Right. Yeah. And when it came to a, a screeching halt, the pandemic forced it, forced you to sit still and it got uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. And so I really want to applaud you that you gave yourself this space, gave your, and you were in the fortunate position to be able to do so, granted, but you actually took it because there were a lot of people that were in a fortunate position. And what happened was, is they, you saw marriages fall apart. You saw people leave industries. You saw it, it really ripped people apart because they had to sit with themselves. They had to get really uncomfortable and sit in the ook and the gook and examine who they really were and who they wanted to be coming out of it. It's so beautiful the way you put it. I'm just beaming. Yes, yes. We had a real opportunity. And, and you took it. This is what I'm saying. I was able to take it. And it was life-changing. And I am truly joyful and very, very proud of the work that I did over that period. I really am. And and it was difficult work. And I am grateful to myself, weirdly, and to you, and to all of these beautiful authors and friends and just, and yeah, can't say enough about it. Here's what's exciting about it too now. It's this thing that you talk about, that everybody talks about, you know, that you'll be successful, quote unquote, if you're really doing what you love to do. And it just sounds so trite and it sounds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure that's true for those privileged people and yeah, 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 whatever, but I got to pay the bills. I've got kids and we can come up with a million excuses as to why we keep ourselves from doing the things we most love to do and being in the world in the way we most love to be in it, you know, and I'm not doing that anymore. And I will tell you, it feels at times a little bold, a little uncomfortable. I can feel myself sometimes in conversation with other people. I get a little bit self-conscious because there's still that part of me that, that Tara Brock talks about that second arrow, you know, where mm-hmm. you're this weird thing's happening and then you beat yourself up because this weird thing is happening. So I can second arrow myself and say, boy, are you behaving in a selfish and privileged manner right now? This is unacceptable. You, What right have you to be in the world as you are right now? It's interesting. I think from the outside world, before the pandemic, you were incredibly successful. So it really was the quote-unquote successful, because I can totally mm-hmm. relate to that. Sometimes the height yeah. of my quote-unquote success, I was the most miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Right? External yeah. success not, does not necessarily mean internal. And so it's right. about, about aligning both of those for me. What allows you to go after the big dream and make it happen? Because I think people are still trying to figure this out. Like, what is that that has you say, I'm going to go answer the call of the big dream? Okay. So in the quiet, I spent a lot of time thinking about the last quarter century of my life and I had been truly othering in that space, mothering and spousing and nurturing and giving and 
I'm, I mean, I'm desperately proud of my children. My kids are like awesome humans and I'm deeply grateful that they're in the world and in my life, they are constant source of joy. And I realized that I had let myself, I, I sort of left myself back on the road, like way back there. And so I did this work of connecting back to myself as a kid and sort of acting as if I was one of my children mm. for whom I want beautiful things to happen, right? Mm. And who I know are capable of giving beautiful things into the world. And so I, I in fact, as you asked, I got a little emotional because it's actually a very, very, it was hard work to go back and say, hey, I'm really sorry I left you back there. Mm. You know, what can I do? for you so that you feel honored too so that's kind of what I did and my younger self had a lot to say <laughs> she's like I've been waiting for you to ask she's like well okay and she wasn't even angry she's like this is great right she just it was really funny there was no bitterness no resentment no oh my gosh we missed this opportunity none of that was true it was all about wow we have this moment in time so let's not squander it right let's go let's go do this this and this but make sure that we do this this and this let's not get sidetracked again you know because as we know people come to us and say hey could you do this thing for me and because you love that person they're like of course uh, I'd love to do that for you and then you find yourself doing stuff you know that maybe stuff you're very good at or whatever but it's not where your heart lies but your heart lies with this person and you get sidetracked in three years back yeah I, I I'm I'm laughing really hard because this week I um had a script and landed landed my lap from a playwright who wrote me and said so in such and such a celebrity and such and such a celebrity and such and such a celebrity are attached to this project. And how would you feel about lead producing a show that you didn't have to raise any money for? And I was like, that's a freaking dream. Sign <laughs> me up. Sign yeah. me up. That was the first thought, right? Because right. I like this person, like you said, and and it was a very beautifully wrapped package. I mean, like couldn't be any more beautifully wrapped, you know. <laughs> I read the play. The play was well, well, you know. And I was, I, I thought, oh. and then I had to have that moment with myself of, is this my dream, or is this somebody else's dream? Because I could easily have gotten sidetracked, like you were talking about, and I could have spent three years off of my train. <laughs> On somebody That's else's right. track, you know. That's right. Making someone else's dream come true, which isn't to say that that isn't a wonderful thing to do. But as long as those dreams are aligned, correct. as long as it feels like yours too, then you know that you're going to be able to give your thousand percent self to it. And that is exactly what I wrote back to her. I said, your play <gasps> deserves somebody who's going to give it a thousand percent. And there's no way that I could give that to this project with all of the other projects that I have going on and in my business and with my coaching clients and my students. And I, I was like, I couldn't possibly offer you 
what you need. So let's find you somebody who is right for that. And that's the right, that's beautiful. And that's something that I've been practicing as well. As I, you know, sort of move someone, you know, off of my plate, if you will, I always say, I'd love to introduce you to so-and-so. I think so-and-so would be marvelous. And that's just been creating abundance for everybody because the so-and-so to whom we might be introducing them, that might be their dream. They may really, really, really want to do that and help ensure the success of that thing. Completely. So that discipline that you're talking about is essential. Some good, good advice was if you're always saying yes, and I'm sure you've heard this before and it may have even been your advice, but if you're always, your knee jerk is to say yes, say, oh my gosh, this sounds so wonderful. Let me take some time and yeah. think about how or if I can be additive to this and get back to you. Yeah, because taking that breath you know, that pause will make sure that you're in an alignment, you're, that, you're, that you're making an aligned decision rather than making an impulsive one. Because particularly for those of us that are people pleasers, we want to help people. Yeah. In my youth and younger days, I would just say, man, I really wanted to please people. So I would just say, yeah, sure. Let me help you. You know, how can I be of service? Right. Rather than taking a breath and saying, is this a win-win? Is this for both of us? And then for me, the next bit is, if I'm asking if this is a win-win, boy, that feels selfish to me. Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. So that's some work that I had to do. Like, I'm asking if this is a win for me. Like, that matters. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's been new. Mm. So I'm just, I'm getting more comfortable with it, but I really, that's a practice for me right now, because I know actually if it is a win for me, then it is going to be a win for them. Yes. Right. That actually that's a good thing, but sometimes we're conditioned to put ourselves, like I say, put ourselves aside. And that sounds a lot like a mom thing. It's a mom thing. Right. Like I can't relate to that because I'm not a mom. (laughs) But but it is kind of a mom thing. It is a mom thing. Yeah. But it doesn't really serve us as people in the world, people wanting to be of impact, right? We have to change that conversation with ourselves. And I think it's even more than maybe a mom thing. I think it may be a female thing, a female and female, uh-huh. thing, right? Like That's you're it. raised to believe or be that way. Whereas with men, it's like win-win. We have to have our win, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yes. <laughs> that's how we're I raised. I love that. You are. You are right. Ra- and I'm a mom who's raised a boy. So I know. Yeah. I, and I and I raise I raise my daughter in that way too. I always ask her to check in. Does this work for you? Is this working for you? I love how you were able to teach her that as you were learning it, right? So that you were yeah. repeating the pattern, so that the pattern wasn't being repeated. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right. One can appear to be very successful. One can appear to be in the world, and in truth. You can be making good things happen and good things happen for other people. But if the win isn't there for you, yeah. what you're not you're not actually realizing your greatest potential yet. And your great things and your great success still hasn't happened yet. That is so good. That is so right, right? on. That is so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a part of me that still feels that way. Right. There's a part of me that's like, okay, what's the next, as we were talking about right before we came on, it's like, what's the next level of my vision and it being my vision, not the vision that I think the world wants me to do or that other people have told me I should be doing should, right. Those always should nevers. It's really, I haven't then fully reached my potential. Right. Which is, you know, do we ever fully reach it? I don't know, right? Like, we probably don't. But I know that there's more, right? Does that make sense? Like, I know that there's more. And I know that it can be an aligned more. Yes. And finding that alignment is, and even as we've come out of the pandemic, right? And I had done all of this deep work and this quiet work and kind of came out of the pandemic with all of these projects that I love and, you know, really, really am deeply appreciative for them. The aspect of the social piece coming back into our lives and having to connect in person with everybody and sort of feel energy from people and talk about the work that I've done and talk about the work that I'm doing and getting some resistance from people around that, you know, has has been challenging to that alignment. And... So, you know, finding that time to do that work, like whether it's journaling, breathing, yoga, but finding that time and being a great custodian of that practice, it has honestly become much more important. And I would say that it took me several weeks to put that back in play. Well, we have these contracts with people, right? These unwritten Mm -hmm. contracts with people in terms of you know, how we relate to them, what they think we do, who they think we are. And I think when we shift, mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, whoa, wait, what? That's not how I know you. That's not who you are to me, right? Yeah. And yeah. so there's this recalibration that ha- has to happen. And what happened during the pandemic is people didn't see people for nearly two years. And guess what? People change in two years. You grow. And the pandemic especially look at all the change in the world that happened in those two years, right? All of these systems were falling apart. And consequently, the external is a reflection of what's happening internal, right? The Mm. microcosm of the macrocosm. So So we're all shifting as well, dramatically in the last two years. So of course, you come back to an industry or to colleagues, to people you know, and you're, you've shifted. And so have they, even if they're not conscious of it they too have shifted and so the contracts are completely blown up those unwritten rules are completely out the door so people are like you're doing what <laughs> you're who now it's so true i love that it is it's unwritten contract you're absolutely right and allowing ourselves then in, if we're in these conversations to check in and say huh this is feeling this is feeling like an old thing. Mm. And how can I shift the energy of this conversation and make this feel good to both of us? You know, mm. give comfort, right? Yeah, I was just went back to New York for the first time. And I too was in that new realization. And I, I, I saw old patterns of mine start to show up, almost of like a fakeness or of a trying to pretend that I am something, or I don't know, like this, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? I know, 
what you mean. I know what you mean. Like that veneer. I saw the veneer. It's an energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see that. Okay, let's take a breath. Let's let's look at that and let it go and just be who I actually am. So speaking of what you're doing now, let's Mm -hmm. talk about some of these projects that you're doing because it's so exciting. I love to talk about them. During the pandemic, um, I created an LLC uh, just to kind of put theater people to work because we were all out of work. And I was getting calls to produce online events for organizations and corporations and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's showbiz it up and put some Broadway people on these projects and make wonderful things happen. So it happened that I did a couple of these things and a producer in the world of television and online content, saw the work and called me up and said, hey, I'm working with this amazing company called Sounds True. And they have this program called the Inner MBA, which is a mindfulness for Mm -hmm. leaders certificate program. And it could really use a storytelling producer, someone to really, you know, make the program shine. And so I thought, Wow. Okay. That and of course, all of these great teachers that I had been reading through the pandemic were all faculty members of this yeah. program. And I thought, what is that? How is this coming just like into my life in this way? So I took that project on, and it's just been beautiful to give shape to this journey for all of these leaders all over the globe and all of these creative people. It's just been marvelous. So if there's anybody out there that doesn't know what SoundsTrue.com is, explain what it is. So SoundsTrue is a platform that was created many, many years ago at this point to really talk about emotional intelligence and mindfulness and spiritual well-being in life, in our work. There are all kinds of beautiful workshops on the platform. Eckhart Tolle is on that platform. Brene Brown used to be on that platform. One can dive into healing trauma, to meditation practices, to, I mean, you name it, in the world of well-being and spirituality, Sounds True is a really great resource for anyone. And the founder, Tammy Simon, created this incredible program called the Inner MBA. And whether you're a solopreneur or a corporate leader, the point of the inner MBA is to help us all bring mindfulness and emotional intelligence to our work to transform how we are at work. Much of what you and I were talking about, like how mm-hmm. we get, let's lose whatever that energy is, that veneer, and really be authentically ourselves and see how things shift. Yeah. So that's joyful for me. I'm delighted to be able to you know be with that group and that's been fun and then also during the pandemic I was developing a play for off-Broadway prior to the pandemic uh, called Cindy of Arc created by Cynthia Kaplan very funny satirical piece and uh, we ended up obviously not doing it off-Broadway because of the pandemic but we shot it as a film we ended up shooting a film version of it and then we submitted it to festivals and sure enough we got picked up by festivals and now that play will in fact go into rehearsal in January and be off Broadway in February which will be marvelous but we're rewriting the play and working on that and that's super fun I'm just loving every minute of it and then I a wonderful guy that I've known for uh 15 years or so Nate Patton the Broadway MD 
smile. I know everybody yeah. just smiles. <laughs> so Nate had asked last year if we would workshop the idea of a podcast to sort of have frank and uh, fun conversation around the things that are changing in the Broadway and theater industry. And could we shine some light on it through the lens of humor and intellectual and satire, sort of like a combination Stephen Colbert slash Bill Maher of Broadway. It is funny, Danny. It is really well done. I watched the pilot episode. I watched your first episode and I tweeted it about, like, I just like, I was like sending it out because I was putting it on my Instagram stories because I just loved it. And I, I, I think I sent you a, a text saying how much I enjoyed it because it really is, a, it's really fantastic and it's poking fun and it, but it's also has heart and it's really, it's a, it's a beautiful show. So congratulations. Thank you. And I, I wonder if, and we had such a wonderful group, such a wonderful team on that show. And I wonder if I could have brought to it what I know I'm bringing to it without the work that I did just emotionally and personally, you know, over the pandemic, because we are dealing with delicate topics, but we are from your, just as you said, we're dealing with it from a place of true heart and respect. And, and therefore, it's, we're always caring for and caring about the world we're addressing. And it's just, yeah. it's a delight. And it feels, it's just joyful working with that team on that show. So thank you. And we're really proud of it. We'll make sure to put that in the show oh, so that people you. can put yeah, that Yeah, super yeah. fun. We're going to do a live, our final episode of season one, um, we're doing live. We're going to tape a live show, which will be hilarious, you know, late night live show. Yeah. It'll be super fun. So those are just a few of the things that I get to do right now. And I could go on because I can't explain the abundance of the beautiful things that keep flying in. Well, I think, though, that it goes back to that idea of you being in alignment. Mm. And so, therefore, all of this abundance is coming and it's coming in a way that it truly is aligned for you. And because you're saying no to those right. that aren't. Right. That that you are actually creating the space for all to come in that really touches you and that you know will touch others. And going back to that original sort of vision statement that you have for yourself, you're connecting yeah. it all to that. And I, I think that's truly a beautiful thing. And it's a lesson for all of us, as you with the example of how that um, work, that inner work that you were doing. You know, and I asked you at the beginning, how did you do it? You you totally gave us how you did it. You embodied it. You dug it. You did the work. You embodied it. And for that, I want to applaud you. you. Any final thoughts for us? Yeah, I think, I think I was just thinking about that. We were talking earlier about how we appeared to be successful prior to this. And I, I guess I want to speak to the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't ever very far away from here as I, yeah. as I went, you know what I mean? It wasn't, I wasn't like on some other continent, you know, it was just really like yeah. just down the road, you know, and it's subtle, it, right? It is really subtle. And recently the first musical I produced, uh, Little Women on Broadway, you know, it has, has been very, very successful in the subsidiary market. It's had a very, very long life these last 20 some odd years. And I gave myself permission just the other day 
to remember that that was a dream that I had that I yeah. made happen very early on that I, I was, there were moments where this alignment that we're talking about was very present. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like it wasn't there and now it's there. There were just times where I lost it, you know, where it went away. I so get that. Because during that time, when you were doing that, I was artistic director of a regional. And I, too, had those same moments. There were times when it was so aligned and it felt so alive. It felt amazing. And then there was a lot of it that wasn't, right? Not a lot. But there were there, there, there were parts of it that just weren't quite right mm-hmm. for a lack Mm-hmm. way of saying so it's it, it's not as if I would like you said I was way off in left field somewhere it, it's just that it's just it's like this subtle shift but it's an internal yes, yes. that's it it's it's not work that can be done externally it's not about going to grad no. school to study something else and that's no. the hardest work the internal work is the hardest work to do and it's easy not to do it and I guess what I would say is you know, in order to do that work, you need some allies, you need some trusted people, you know, I had you reappear in my life at this time where I really needed that groundedness, right, and that simplicity, and someone gently pushing, you know, as you do, which I am deeply grateful for, and I think that it works that's worth doing. Obviously, I was very fortunate because it was so quiet. I mean, it was fortunate and not fortunate. It's just a, it was yeah. a rough, rough time. But I'm just very, very glad. And I would just encourage people, if they feel like that work is something they want to do, put put that team together. You know, do the work is worth doing, even as it's very discomforting. It's really worth doing. It is so worth it. Oh, it really is. Gosh. So good. Well, thank you, Danny, for sharing your stories, for sharing your beautiful insights, and um, for all the work that you're doing in the world from the inside out, as we say. <laughs> I appreciate you. I can't wait to see what the next 30 years bring us. <laughs> We're lucky we've got good energy, Nick. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I I agree with that because um, I still see us creating well into our Absolutely. 80s, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what that means. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. no. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends. Please rate, write us a review, and subscribe so we can spread the word and other solopreneurs just like you can find us.